0: Welcome to Baron Not Broken, this is your host, Bonnie Ruth, and I'm so excited about today's episode. We actually have a panel of ladies who are my friends, and so I just want to introduce them quickly. We have Edna, her and I are friends from church, and we have Sarah, and her and I used to work together, and then we have Gail, and her and I met through mutual friends. We're a part of a Bible study, and every single one of these women have walked their story with such integrity and such passion, and such commitment and so we are going to talk today about using your voice to advocate for yourself and this is a passionate topic for me because I personally have recently gone through a situation where I wish I would have used my voice more but also I had to be very intentional about using my voice so I want us all to lean in today and to open up our hearts to understanding that we have a voice for a reason whether this is a woman listening a couple listening a man listening we get to use our voice to advocate for what's best for us and so no matter where you are spiritually no matter where you are in your relationships no matter where you are in the barren places in your life we are here today to hopefully empower and permission you to use your voice and to advocate for yourself so we're going to start with edna Edna's going to share a little bit about her story and we're going to have each lady share their story and then really just get into the conversation so edna tell me one, a little bit about you and why you said yes
1: to coming on this episode. Well, I think everybody's going to say that they said yes because they love you so much, which <laughs> is too. definitely yeah. a part of my answer. <laughs> um, but it's kind of crazy. So um, infertility is really huge on my heart. Yeah, I have, um, I walked with my best friend uh, mm. who went through infertility issues for six years mm. And so, um, and I'm, my background is I'm an ER nurse. I've been an ER nurse for eight years. Shout out to all the nurses, especially (laughs) during COVID. Yes, especially during COVID. Yes. Um, but just having gone through that whole situation with her, um, whenever you reached out to me and said that the topic was advocacy, Mm. I was like, yes, Mm. because with my best friend, there was so many times when she would just honestly call me crying after she had left um, her OB appointments and I just remember telling her you've got to look into somebody else because at this point it had been years of the same thing and you know being a nurse I knew that her doctor wasn't kind of like taking her seriously almost I I felt like at that point she should have had other studies done lab work etc and none of that was really being done it was kind of like she just kept being told, oh, well, you're young, you're, you have time, yeah. this and that. And so I actually ended up referring her to an OB group that's at my hospital. Awesome. And I just, i have heard wonderful things from other nurses. And um, thankfully now she has a baby that just turned 19 weeks old. That's awesome. Um, and so that's been a huge um, part of, yeah. you know, I, I've loved seeing this journey of your podcast because it's so, it's so big on my heart. Um but also what you didn't know, BR, is when you reached out to me, my husband and I were actually going through our different pregnancy um, you know, issues yeah. and I actually ended up having a miscarriage. Yeah. And that didn't change at all me wanting to be on here. Yeah. Um, if anything, it made me think of what you always say, like there's purpose in your pain. Yeah and it just you made me... You do listen to my podcast. I, I do. <laughs> of course I listen to your podcast. Of course I listen to it. Find your friends that will yeah, listen you, to your yeah. podcast. <laughs> and then I
2: quote you. Right. <laughs> subscribe. Yes, yes. Share. <laughs> subscribe and share, sure. please. <laughs> yes,
1: absolutely. Of course I do. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just made me, like, oh, love gosh. you so much more and just respect <laughs> you and your story and... You're my hero, basically. Oh, so yeah. Well,
0: I think what's cool is you're going to bring a voice today, Edna, that um, will allow us to navigate to know how to use our voice and advocate for ourselves in the medical at- side of this. Yeah. Um, because you giving advice to your friend, what's so great about that is you empowered her, one, to know, like, hey, you need to use your voice and you need to try something different. Yeah. But you also reminded her that you have inside information on how she could do that. Yes. Right? Yes. So today I'm excited to have you because not only have you now walked through something that so many of our listeners have, sure. um, and unfortunately you and Ben have experienced that miscarriage and that yeah. feeling and that loss, mm-hmm. um, but you being empowered to advocate for yourself and knowing how to do that, um, really honestly I've watched it set you on a different course than mm-hmm. many actually experience when they go through that yeah so I want you to use that voice of yours today because yeah I think that you're going to have some great like practical things for us and um already just sharing that you've walked with your friend I hope the listeners will respect and lean into that and know that it's not just um your profession that you bring to the table today totally. but yeah. it's your compassionate heart mm-hmm. and it's the fact that you care and you wanna see people be able to use their voices in the right way. So I'm Absolutely. grateful that you're here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, Miss Sarah. We have Sarah hey. Jackson. Hey. Tell us a little bit about you and
3: why you said yes to oh this crazy gosh. thing. Uh, to quote Edna, uh, I would say yes to anything you asking me to <laughs> yes, do. It's so funny. Stop. Uh, my name is Sarah. I am a single mom yeah. to a brilliant little three almost four year old girl. <laughs> She's pretty smart. She's Pray so for me, scary. okay? <laughs> um, and I have experienced some toxic and abusive situations in my yeah. past, and definitely. Had to learn the hard way mm. in many ways how to advocate for myself and yeah. my daughter. I, uh, I don't necessarily consider myself an expert in advocacy, but, yeah. um, but I have learned yes. how to advocate for myself yes, in that journey. Have. Yeah,
0: you have, and I would echo like that. It was a hard road, but what's so beautiful about you being here today. And, yeah, we are on Barren Not Broken, and if you've listened more than once, you understand that Barren Not Broken, yeah, our primary um, community and audience are people who are walking through infertility, but we all have barren places in our lives, Yeah. and so really this episode today is to target those barren places and use our voice, mm-hmm. and to advocate for ourselves in them, and you had a place in life where you were walking through toxic things Definitely. and in that you ha- did have a hard road to learn how to use that voice. But I said this to you earlier, you're one of my heroes in advocacy. So maybe you're not a professional, but you are a hero because mm-hmm. you, you've not only learned it, but you've walked it. And there's a big difference mm-hmm. because we can learn something and not apply it. And what you've done brilliantly and beautifully is not only have you learned it for yourself, but you teach your daughter that. And a lot of our listeners do have children. Even though they're walking through infertility, they're still trying to build their family. Maybe they're having difficulty after one or two children. And I want them to hear how you parent Charlotte because you do such a brilliant job of teaching her to use her voice right now. And how old is she? She's three, she be four. Three, yeah. Sam. And let me just tell you, this girl can advocate. <laughs> like, she can use her voice. And it's so intelligent. Um, and so I hope that listeners will lean in to... Not only the fact that you can talk to being in something toxic, whether that be a relationship, a situation, um, that you can also, that they'll lean into you as a parent and how to teach your child to, to use their voice. Because here's the thing, something that's often, and I said this to you ladies earlier, that's not talked about in the infertility world, trying to conceive, um, and even, honestly, um, a new world that I've stepped into is live, choosing to live child free. Whether that be that they've gone through infertility treatments and they're unable to continue, like me, you've had to have a hysterectomy, and they've just chosen the best thing is to walk out living as a couple and child-free. There can still be toxic and unhealthy things in our relationships that come out of walking through barrenness. And so I really hope that listeners, Sarah, will hone in to some of the things that you, you point out, because it doesn't matter if their story's the same What it does matter is that you have learned to use your voice in the midst of things that feel toxic. And we all experience that. We all do. Yeah, we do. I mean, we can also be toxic ourselves in our own mindsets. You know, I actually just recorded an episode the other night by myself, which is so awkward. It's much more fun (laughs) with you guys. Um, And I was talking about how when you go through something hard, there's a funky season And what happens is it feels like everyone else's life is moving forward Mm -hmm. and you're still in the thing. Mm -hmm. And you really want to be out of the thing so you can just move forward. But how do you not get bitter that everyone else's life is moving on? And so what I actually talked about is using your own voice to yourself. That's good. And Mm -hmm. so, again, there's so much power and so much conversation that can happen around using your own voice, um, whether that be for yourself, whether that be with... um, Medical physicians, whether that be with family, um, whether that be with spouses. Um, so there's just a lot of angles we can go at this today. And so I'm excited to have you here, Sarah. Thank you. All right, Miss Gail. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: Thanks for having me. I didn't know what I signed up for. I didn't know we were talking about advocacy, but I well, I have things to say about <laughs> yes, it. So you yay! Do. Yes, you do. Thanks for
0: having me. Yes. Yes. And Gail, tell us like why you said yes today outside of you would say yes to anything (laughs) because you love me and you love me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, when I heard the topic, I was excited because, well, I'm a coach and I love to help people find their voice. Yes. And through my life, The irony is I didn't have a voice. Yeah. And in my home growing up, I wasn't heard. Yeah. And my dad was always gone and my mom was depressed on the sofa and, and I was never heard. Yeah. And so, um, and I wasn't heard in my dating relationships because I didn't speak up and then I wasn't Mm -hmm. heard always in my marriage because I... Believed lies mm-hmm. yeah. about roles of women, yeah, and then and then wow. I and then that I had a to... <laughs> oh, no, yes. yeah. yes. <laughs> number two. Yeah. We'll see you next week, yeah. Um, so but, um, then I had children, and after I got over the, f- I, I didn't struggle with infertility, but I had lots of barrenness in my life, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm here. Yeah. Um, when I when I had children and I got over the fact that you could actually call the pediatrician yeah. at midnight because that's their job. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I learned to use my voice for, to advocate for my my children. Mm. Um, when Hannah, who's now 26, was four, mm. you know, I had to take her to the ER and I had to advocate for her there. Yeah. And then she got really sick and was in the hospital again. And, and so I learned to advocate for my kids but not for myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I had my own wow. health issues yeah and um but oh, wait before that I went back and um one of my children was ext- bullied mm-hmm. and wow. oh yeah oh you don't mess with your, mama. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> with your baby don't you, and mess and with, you have a voice now it. so yeah. then I um, created an entire anti-bullying program for the school district. Okay. And a whole disciplinary Yes, thing. you did. That and was is why Gail's a life <laughs> coach. <laughs> it was implemented, uh, you know, all over Wisconsin in this whole school district. And so, um, because no children should be bullied. That's uh-huh. right. But then it would come to me and I'd be like, oh, I was kind of codependent and I didn't want to bug them and I didn't mm. want to ask for what I wanted and I didn't want the doctor or dentist to be mad at me or... Yeah. And it was so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to the point where I was sick of being sick and tired of being tired. And I fought for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. That's good. So I love you, Gail, so
1: much. I love (laughs) you too. Gail, Gail, like,
0: totally downplayed the fact that she is a life coach, a spiritual coach. She's a coach, period. And if you ever need to learn how to navigate something in um, your journey, like, you got to call Gail, because <laughs> honestly, like having a Gail <laughs> as a friend is one of the biggest bonuses that God's ever given me, because you help people think about things in a way that their chaos, or their pain, um, or their to- the toxic things they're in, um, uh, that they they can't think <laughs> for themselves in that moment, mm-hmm. and you really teach people how to think to be an advocate. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if we're not talking about advocacy, like you actually are a walking advocate. Like you just advocate wow. mm-hmm. for people. You have ab- and mm-hmm. and that comes from a deep place of actually discovering it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the listeners in this community today are gonna lean into you because not only have you learned it as a mom, as a wife, as a woman, mm-hmm. right, as your own woman, mm-hmm. but you have learn to help other people navigate that place inside of them because to be honest like to learn to advocate for yourself can be um one of the most empowering things that we can step into but it also can feel like one of the most scary things right because we are we have in some way convinced ourselves that we don't have a right that we will be a bother Mm -hmm. we tell ourselves we have to be afraid, we shame ourselves in it, yes. um, or maybe other people have spoken into that. So there's so many layers that can happen mm-hmm. when we decide make this decision, like I'm going to learn to be my own advocate, mm-hmm. right? And so today, there's going to be some listeners that there's like pure panic coming on them at the moment because they're like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, You know, I don't know how to... To go into a doctor's office like your friend did Edna right. and be like hey my other doctor like just isn't isn't yeah. what I need right. and now I've got to tell another doctor that and then hope that they're gonna be what I need mm-hmm. that's scary as crap absolutely mm-hmm. so and so I think like what what I see this conversation being about is that no woman and no couple that hear this podcast, whether it's one or a million, I don't really care, that they will feel empowered to never question that moment. Totally. Or if it's being in a toxic situation like Sarah um, was, I want to empower and permission women, couples, men to step outside of the situation that's toxic and to allow themselves to see it for what it is, right? Because Sarah, we both know, like, that that had to happen first. Had to. You had to see what it was, right? mm mm-hmm. um, And then, secondly, you had to start using your voice. Um, so, I'm excited about this conversation, and I think we have a lot of places to go in it. So, so I mean, Gail, do you have any thoughts? Like, I see you kind of, like, your thoughts are going. <laughs> I see something spinning in your mind about what I just said.
2: Yeah, I do. I... I think it's really interesting that we can um, get stuck in advocating for ourselves. And there are so many different areas where we need to. I mean, it can be little, like, I don't love my hair color, but I'm afraid to tell my stylist that I want it to look different. Mm -hmm. All the way to health issues and diagnoses and, and are dealing with... A realtor or i mean yeah. like or a school teacher like yeah there are so many areas where we need to advocate for ourselves right. and and so i just i want people to not just wake up on the area of health and yes. self-care but but to look at like how do i advocate for myself financially with my mm-hmm. boss asking for a raise at yeah. my raise at my review yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and to look at it like Health, finances, um, yeah. beauty, home, yeah. even with workers. I yeah. have a tendency when I have got like workers come to my house and we built a house one time and I'm really friendly and I bake cookies and I'm like so <laughs> nice to them. And then they That's get awesome. a little comfortable and they get a right. little lax with me and I'd yeah. have to look at them and go, okay. I'm really nice, but I yeah. need you guys to do really great work yeah. and, we'll, and we'll get along great. But I had to yeah. advocate for myself because they were taking advantage of my niceness. That's totally. So I think it can go, it's, yeah. it's across the board in so many areas. So I hope that people feel empowered after this yes. to exercise that muscle in lots of different areas yeah. and to yes. be aware, am I speaking up? Am yeah. I taking care of myself? Mm. One quick Silly story. I had a baby and I wanted to use cloth diapers thirty years ago because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And I got cloth diapers delivered, and I was so afraid to cancel the cloth diaper diaper service, and I couldn't tell the guy that I didn't want him to come <laughs> anymore. So and I was like, would well, just put him back out every week and I was using like pampers or something. Oh, no. and I was so codependent and oh, so afraid. No. But I just was—it's who I was when I was yeah. twenty-seven yeah. years old, yeah. you know. And I just was insecure. But I just want to say, like, I'm just challenging you across the board. Look at yeah. all different areas yeah. of where you can choose to, to really um, speak up.
0: Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. Good. that's so good. That's good. Definitely. Um, I think that's so funny that you gave that example about the hair. Yeah. Because Bonnie Ruth and I are actually getting our nails done oh, today. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then I don't know how many times (laughs) I asked the nail tech to give me square nails.
2: Oh, no. Did you get round?
1: They're a little bit, they look a little round to me. Okay. And, I mean, I asked probably three times. Oh, yeah, if
0: not more. Yeah,
1: if not more. But I think, so, a key part to advocating for yourself is also, I've found, to have a support group behind you. Or, like, Mm -hmm. even if it's, like you know, your best friend, in my example, or like, BR today, because there was a moment BR, like, she's like, okay, she said, you're not crazy, I asked for square round, and mine look more square than yours, and you just asked for plain square, and so that kind of helped validate my, Mm -hmm. okay, you know, I'm not crazy, I, you know, this is what I want, and... I should get it. Had we had more time, yeah. I probably would have asked them to do them all over again. But we yeah. were kind of, I was on a time crunch-up moment. But, yeah, I think that's so huge is just when you have, I don't know why we're so afraid to yeah. inconvenience yeah. somebody yeah. else. Like, yeah. it's our li- like yeah. it's Your yeah. life. Like, it's my life. my life, you know?
0: But well, one thing I would add to that uh, in regards to, like, the community or the support system. So... I think it's key for the support system and the community to also know when you're ready to use your voice and how you want to use it. Because I said, hey, if I was you, I would say, you didn't have time, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, see what they'll do, you know, or maybe they'll reschedule. And I encouraged you, like, don't just say I didn't get it. Like, say something um, that potentially will get you what you need. But I looked at you and I Mm -hmm. said whatever you feel is best, like, I'll support that. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Because I can't tell you Mm -hmm. when to use your voice. Yes. Like, the reality is, like, if you didn't want to speak up past that, you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm, Because then I'm still taking your voice away. Yeah. Right. And so you stood there, you said something. Now, I did speak up a little bit and said, so is there anything, like, else that you could do? Yeah. Because, again, there's, like, this, which I know you well enough to know that I could do that. Yes. So it's knowing, mm-hmm. it's knowing your community, it's knowing your family, it's yeah. knowing the people in your world mm-hmm. to know that I could say just a little bit more to back you up, mm-hmm. right. right? But I didn't have a right to overstep like how much you really right. wanted to make a deal about this, yeah. you know? Um, And one thing that I was thinking too is like, yeah, when you were talking, I was thinking about how, you know, you have these couples who are going in and out of, um, clinics, or, you know, they have different decisions they're having to make, and I was thinking about how if we don't actually practice the little things, like in the nail salon, in the mm, hair salon, absolutely. or in the schools, you yep. know, mm-hmm. I, I know Sarah's told me a few times about kids biting, and... You know, like if you don't, if you don't deal with the little
3: moments, Mm -hmm.
0: then when the big moments come, you don't know how to do it.
3: Yep. Totally. For sure. So
0: we have to engage in the little Mm -hmm. tiny day to day things of speaking up for yourself. So I want to lean into you a little bit, Sarah, on Mm -hmm. this because you made the statement that it was really hard for you to learn your voice. Yes. And so, I'm assuming, and I also know you, so uh, inside information. Inside info. um, Is that it was hard for you because you hadn't practiced those little
3: things. For sure. And I would go even a step back and say... That I didn't know my value, oh, and so, so, good. so if yeah. I don't know my value, then I don't mm. believe I'm worth advocating for. 100%. And podcast
1: yes. over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I, what I know is that I'm created in the image of God. Yeah. But when that like head knowledge doesn't move to my heart, then and for a long time it just wasn't there. And so when I found myself in a really toxic and abusive situation. Everything in my heart that I believed falsely about myself was being confirmed. Mm. Yeah. And so I stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and truthfully, like, I'm still on that journey of, of inner healing and believing mm. the truth about myself that yeah. I have inherent value. Um, and so for me getting out of that and you kind of touched on it earlier I think it's sometimes easier to advocate for other people yeah Yeah, and and so it was actually in the process of advocating for my daughter Mm -hmm. that I got out and then I had enough space from the situation to where and then getting that support system to come in and remind me constantly in those early days of the truth that I was able to find my voice for me and not just for Charlotte yeah
0: yeah, yeah, it's funny yeah. because you both are mentioning like how easy it what Well, maybe ease now the right word. What there was more ease to the process of learning to advocate for your children mm-hmm, than it was for yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, honestly, as women, I think we tend to always lean towards helping others versus yeah. helping ourselves yeah. and that goes into self-care and all yes. the things, right? Mm-hmm. And that even goes back to what I was saying. Sometimes we have to use our voice with ourselves and and advocate <laughs> like, mm-hmm. hey, Bonnie Ruth, oh, like yeah. actually that's not healthy yeah. and you should stop that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if we can't learn that first, like you have to learn your own values, mm-hmm. you have to learn to speak to yourself, you have to learn to tell yourself who you truly are you have to learn to tell yourself what you need,
2: right? right and if right.
0: we don't have conversations, and I'm, I'm not talking about like, you know, walking around like a crazy person having yeah. conversations <laughs> with yourself, but I think we all know that inner dialogue, and it's usually the inner dialogue that no one else can hear. Oh, no.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. right?
0: Yeah. So I think it goes even back to that. It's that inner dialogue that we have to set, set. in the right pace, set, set in the right tone up to ourselves. We have to set in the right language and verbiage to ourselves. Because if I talked to other people the way that I talked to myself in my head, oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't have anyone else in here. No. You wouldn't like me. We would, we would have no relationship. <laughs> <I ask. laughs> so I think it's just really key to learning. Um, so I'm gonna lean into you a little bit, Gail, on that because you kind of mentioned like many areas that you learned to speak up in. Mm-hmm. but you hadn't learned what you needed. So what kind of, maybe the first moment you realized, I have to speak up for myself, or that comes to mind?
2: Um, the first moment. Oh, That's a tough question, because yeah. I'm kind of old, and I'm trying to think <laughs> through the <laughs> years. Just whatever comes to um, mind. Go with um, that one. one that was really big was uh, when I was um had a fibroid tumor and i was hemorrhaging on easter oh, that's, and that is a... Mm-hmm, it's a doozy
1: yeah and, i would use a different word but I'm okay
2: use it. <laughs> i, to use it I on, didn't on the you, the podcast i don't want you to edit it out <laughs> so we were at brunch with friends and our friend was an er doc and i'm like come in here and so he came in the bathroom and he's like okay we need to go to the hospital mm. and they did what they needed to do that day to help me. But then he's like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to research and find the best doctor for you for this situation. Get what you need. Like, it's not like ER, like yeah. it, it, you've got some time. And he helped advocate for me, which then empowered me mm-hmm. to want to do self-care mm-hmm. and follow his lead. Like, he taught me how to do that. Yeah. And then he's like, I want you to... Here's questions that you would ask. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know you could interview doctors. I didn't oh, yeah. know oh, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
0: We're definitely coming back around. Uh, yeah, we're on to
2: that. And so, um, and and how many times have they done the surgery? And do I need surgery? And what are the choices? Yeah. And what are my options? And I didn't know that I could do that. I thought I just mm-hmm. had to do what they told me to do. Yeah. And so that was a huge yeah. huge thing that he modeled for me wow. as a friend and a doctor on um kind of training me up in how That's to amazing. take care of my body yeah. and be whole and make the wisest choices. Yeah. And then I would go to him for counsel yeah. and then he would be like, well maybe this or try that or call this yeah. person and then he he gave it to me to do But he also empowered me and kinda had his hand on my back like, You've got this. And I'll kinda like a big brother. Like I'll guide you. That's good. And 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 I respected him because he he was medical and smart and (laughs) and he cared about me. And um so that was that was a really big time for me to turn to not just fight for my kids, but to Yeah. I got to take care of me so I can yeah. take care of my kids and my yeah. family.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's so huge. Go yeah. Sorry, that's hard. A hard lesson to learn, even, also, uh, like, that you're allowed to question doctors. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay to say no to something. Yeah. And that's not even something I learned. And I even felt that in just the process of my pregnancy with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling manipulated at times or, like, just managed, for yeah. lack of a better yeah. term. I think managed is a great word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I um it's I mean, even now I'm like, yeah, this is a revelation <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like <a> <laughs> <more>. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, coming from somebody who questions doctors for a living. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> really? Yes. And I would love to like sit here and say All doctors are the same and they're Mm -hmm. all just as wonderful and they all know, you (laughs) know, the exact same amount. But, I mean, the reality of our world is that's just not the case. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's such a big part of why I encouraged my best friend to, you know, seek a second opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just like off the top of my head, when you were saying, I didn't know I could interview doctors. Yeah. I think about, so I'm I'm an ER nurse and I've been an ER nurse for eight years I, uh, my specialty right now is pediatrics. So I can think of most recently, like I had a doctor, an adult doctor from the ER that was taking over a pediatric case and the way that he had put the orders in would have had the child get four injections Mm. versus one IV Mm. where I could just one stick and like yeah. give the patient the medication and go. Well I more trauma. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so and I explained this to him but out of whatever it was I don't know maybe yeah. he yeah he's been in school more years than me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. But he didn't want to change the order even um, when I explained like this is what's going to happen to this yeah. two year old child. Yeah. And so my coworkers can, you know, they can attest to this day. <laughs> and I had some choice words for the doctor and I hung up on him because I was like, "Yeah, you could, this is not what we're supposed to do. And yeah. eventually I did get a pediatric, yeah. um, you know, specialized doctor yeah. on board who advocated sure. for me that's and awesome. for the patient. And yeah. we ended up doing what I suggested in the first place. Yeah, that's good. But, idea. so yeah, I mean, advocacy, that that's that's basically my job. It's like patient advocacy. So yeah absolutely you can interview your doctors and I mean yes of course they're educated and you know they have a lot of experience under their belt but ultimately it's your body and like if you have a gut feeling that like something is off or if there's a vibe that you, you know, something doesn't check and and two, discernment. Discernment is a huge part. Like I believe like you said Gail, I felt like God told me, mm-hmm. you know, my implants. Mm-hmm. And I believe that God can, you know, direct us mm-hmm. if we need to ask a certain question or if we need to speak up about, about something. Ultimately, you know, that it does come down to it's it's your own, it's your life, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So.
0: so this whole entire podcast episode came from the fact that, and I've shared this with each of you, but I want the listeners to understand, like, Where's this random advocacy podcast episode on Bare Not Broken coming from? Mm -hmm. Um, So when I decided that it was time to do something a little more intense with my health, um, I have a cousin who is a doctor, and she's freaking brilliant, and she has her own clinic, but she lives in Arkansas. Um, So I knew that, you know, she can't be my doctor because I can't go and have a hysterectomy in Arkansas. Like, just can't do that. Um, but I called her and I said, I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. Um, can you just please help me? And so a couple of things, the first thing she asked me was, are you sure you're ready to do this? And the second thing she did is she confirmed your body has actually bullied you for 19 years. Wow. So now it's time for you to win. Hmm, that statement's very significant because Six months later, the doctor that I chose made the statement that you've been in the battle and you feel like you've lost, but now it's actually time for you to choose to win. Wow. So good. So, yeah. like, so I did not even realize that until recently. Um, so, you got a six-month tie period because I drug my feet and I didn't really want to make the decision, but after I talked to my cousin, um, I started, she's like, well, you just need to research some doctors, and I was like, Okay. I mean, you mean, like, ask friends? She's like, yeah, I mean, you can do that. Mm -hmm. But she's like, call your insurance, ask on Facebook, blah, 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 you know. So then I was like, hmm, I'm going to call Gail. (laughs) And so I called Gail, and I was like, I don't know what to do. What questions should I ask? So I, like, emailed. We normally talk on the phone or text. However, I was like, I think this is email worthy because I have a lot of questions. So we emailed back and forth, and she helped me determine, like, how do I even start? So... I'm, I'm going to lay out some practical things. I called my insurance company. I asked for a list from them. I asked from friends. Um, my best friend is a hairdresser. She was like, oh, somebody can. She was telling me. I mean, like, I just took all the lists, right? And I, I made a list, and then I called my insurance company back, found out which ones were in network and which ones were not because that makes a
3: Really big difference, people. Really
0: Don't <laughs> ask that question. Yes, everything. Please <laughs> call your insurance company and find out if they're in-network or out-of-network. Yes. They just explain what that means. Um, um, and so I narrowed that down. And then I kind of hit a point where I literally just felt frozen for, like, two months. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do anything else. Like, Gail would ask me. My mom had asked me. Friend, like, how's it going? Did you find a doctor? I'm like, yeah, I'm not even. Like, I haven't even called them So my mom, being the awesome person that she is, she was like, hey, why don't I call and interview the doctors first? Mm -hmm. And because I wanted to know, like, what's the receptionist? Because when I had my first miscarriage, the receptionist at the desk, like, actually ended up making me wait a week to come in. Mm -hmm. So by the time I came in, my levels weren't even anything that they could tell me what was going on. Oh my gosh. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Receptionists mm. matter. If you yes, work as a receptionist, it matters. <laughs> it doesn't matter what field you're in. Be kind yeah. and compassionate. Yes. You never know Absolutely. what the person's going through, even if they're being a bee on the phone to you. If there's yeah. probably a reason behind it. Um, so be sweet. Anyways, um, be an advocate for people. Yes. on. So all that to say, like, I let my mom do that, and I, it was so kind of her because it took a lot of time. I gave her the questions that I wanted to know. And then I narrowed it down to, I had also done some online research while my mom was doing that. And we came together and I took notes, my mom took notes, and we ended up with the same top three people.
1: Hmm.
0: And so, so, so I called each one of those myself. I finally stepped up, got <laughs> in the game, and decided to be my own voice. Um, and I basically asked them for a, a phone consultation and I said I'll pay for a visit, but I don't want to meet with you unless you'll have a phone conversation with me. Hmm. And I told I told the receptionist or the nurse whoever I talked to, here's my story. I gave them like quick bullet points: nineteen years of endometriosis, PCOS, um, fibroids, and I don't want to come in unless I can talk to them first. I had two doctors say yes. One basically just gave me like, it was just. I won't even go into it. It was just dumb. It was lame. She just asked me all the basic questions, didn't hear my story, didn't really have much to offer outside of she thought we were just doing, like, a basic physical or, like, Mm. exam. It was just, no, not what I was looking for. The doctor that I ended up choosing literally called me within 30 minutes of me talking to his nurse Mm. because she told him this lady's 19 years with blah, 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 blah. He called me, I answered the phone. He's like, hi, this is Dr. So-and-so. So, so 19 years? And I was like, yeah? Like, that's literally, hi, 19 years. I said, yes, sir. He goes, yeah, you need to meet with me right away. He said, you have endured something I've never seen in my life. That's incredible. He's like, I've been doing this for 25 years. And he said... The fact that you've survived that much pain, he said, I don't know how you've done it. Wow. First words out of his mouth, I'm sobbing. Oh. My husband's like, my doctor.
2: <laughs> I was like, yes, it's been help. Oh. And so
0: he just asked me a few questions, and then he's like, okay, so we got through the easy part of the conversation. He's like, now I have to ask you the hard question. He's like, are you sure that you don't want to have children? Because he said, my opinion, even without meeting you yet, is that you need a hysterectomy. But he's like, I'm not even going to allow you to make an appointment with me until you know that you know that you're ready to say yes to that. Because he said, that's what I'm going to advise you to do. So, catch that. He said, are you sure? He said, I know what I think you need to do, but are you sure you want to do that? So So he advocated for me to advocate for myself. Yep. Yeah. So he said, let's give it a couple days. This was like a Thursday. So let's talk Monday. My gosh. So he schedules another phone interview with me. And he said, if you feel like you're good and you want to just make the appointment, then just tell the receptionist when you call in that you don't need to talk to me. And we'll meet in person. So, I mean, of course, I get off the phone and I tell my husband. And he's like, uh, are you really going to call anybody else? I'm like, no. So I went in and I met with him. And again, he just reassured Right, So I had done all the research on the doctor. Um, I did all the research on a hysterectomy. What kind? Gail gave me all the questions to ask. Like, what kind? What were we going to do? I mean, this guy, he actually teases me. I just saw him for the last time a few weeks ago. And he's like, so do you have your list? <laughs> I put in with notes. I mean, I'll wake up at 4 in the morning, and yep. I'm like, oh, i got to ask Dr. So-and-so this. Yep. And... Um, So I come in with a list because here's the thing that I've learned. And you guys speak up to this if you have any thoughts on it. But I've learned if I don't have it written down, one, I'm going to already feel, like, to go into a doctor's office. On the emotions, yeah. The emotions of it. I then also am, like, being triggered because I'm thinking about all the things that I'm not getting in my Mm -hmm. life now. And then I'm thinking about what I'm about to go through And I'm thinking about, oh, I need to ask Edna this because I know that she's going to be able to tell me how to ask that. And I'm thinking about Gail. And Gail went through that. I'm thinking about all the things, right? Yeah. And so I make a list. And I go in. I feel like whether you're a parent going into your kid's school, Mm -hmm. whether you're a nurse about to approach a doctor Mm -hmm. and challenge him Mm -hmm. like you just shared, whether it's someone like me who's going in for, you know, making medical decisions, I feel like we need to have a list. Mm
2: -hmm. Like, I
0: just think it's a practical thing that empowers us Mm -hmm. to not forget. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the first things that I did. But I've taken us down a few rabbit trails, but I want to finish the fact that the only thing I did not research was the hospital. That's the absolute only thing. By the time I got to that decision, I was just so freaking ready to get this thing done. I didn't even think about it. And I had one of the worst... Experiences I've ever had at this hospital, and to this day still dealing with the trauma of it. So is my husband. And basically, what happened is I went in for a hysterectomy. The surgery floor got filled, and they didn't have a room for me, so they put me on
1: the what's it called, Edna? Like a mother baby type. Yeah, floor. yeah, like after like a postpartum postpartum yeah, floor.
3: No.
0: So this has happened while I'm in surgery. And my husband has been moved to this floor, and before I even got into the room, he's already been congratulated as a father like 10 times.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's so, devastating. Hence the
0: fact that um, Jason and I have both learned a whole lot from that. Because he didn't actually realize what floor he was on. He mm. just couldn't figure out why they were saying that. But again, the emotion, he was in his own emotions. Yeah. He was worried as crap about me. Um, we had already not been secure, feeling secure about the hospital before I even went back for surgery. And had it not been for the fact that my doctor and his nurses were so freaking phenomenal, I would have canceled the surgery that day. Hmm. So Jason knows that I've gone back there. He knows I'm in surgery, and that's all he can think about at the moment. So really that is the place in which... I wanted to have this episode because I feel like, um, as a couple, we weren't prepared for that. We were prepared more than most, right? Sure. Because we did say some things. Jason spoke up the moment he realized what was happening. Jason was out there finding someone as soon as I needed something and wasn't getting it. Um, we addressed my doctor, you know, so there were so many things that we did do, but we also didn't know what to do in, in some instances. So, where I want to take this from here is to understand that, like, you don't have to get to a traumatic experience to begin to develop that muscle. Yeah. Because even though that was traumatic for us, it could have been a lot worse if we hadn't been working those muscles. And, Sarah, you addressed on that of, like, you had to understand your worth, right? Mm -hmm. We've all talked about we have to be able to know how to use our voice with ourselves, with other people and practice practice it in the nail salon, the hair salon, mm-hmm. the doctor's office. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'd like each one of you to answer is like, what is one of the top things that you have learned about being an advocate for yourself? One thing, whether it be a tip, whether it be like a lesson, um, you'll, you'll navigate that how you want, but I want to hear from each of you. We'll start with you, Gail. Um, what is something that just you want the listeners to hear and know at, that you've learned in being an advocate for yourself i mean i know there's a million things we've all learned but hone in on one and i'm going to take a drink of wine while you do that <laughs> <laughs> good
2: idea. Mm-hmm. i um as edna mentioned i um had implants i had breast implants i had a double mastectomy and then i had reconstruction with implants and eight years later, um, I felt like the Lord was saying to get them removed. And um, that's not, like, the norm. And that's mm. going against, like, what you think you should do. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm a researcher, and yeah. I have lists, and yeah. I ask a lot of questions, and I dig. And um, I realized that... I wasn't alone in feeling the way I felt about these Mm -hmm. implants and what they were doing to my body. Yeah. So that helped empower me not to feel alone that I found groups that also were feeling the same Mm way. Yeah. And then, um, finding. A plastic surgeon that agrees with that can mm-hmm. be a challenge and now yeah. now there are more and more because the FDA is actually saying that some of them are toxic yeah mm-hmm. so there, th- yeah. there's been people advocating for women with breast implants yeah. fighting that and mm-hmm. and so there's been advocacy happening within that whole circle and so I narrowed it down to some different doctors and one I went to and I really liked him and he was charming and he totally believed me and then I got out in the office, and the nurses were like talking about a patient, like kind of gossipy. Mm. And I was like, "Okay, not my per- not my doctor. Yeah. I, I, I don't like this environment. He was kind the, yeah. the culture. I yeah. was like, they're kind of gossipy. I don't want to leave and have them talk about me. It just didn't right. feel yeah. right. And I always pray, like Lord, wow. Lord, remove, remove the people I'm not supposed to be connected yeah, to. Yeah. So I kind of liked that that one doctor, like didn't yeah. know what she was. Uh, answering exactly. your questions because you're like check, get her off yeah. the list. Yeah. And so then I narrowed it down, and and it was between two, and I was like, Lord, I just need peace. I need I need you to direct me, and I need to be able to say what I need to say, and I need the time. I don't want to feel rushed. And yeah. And we actually, he was a brilliant doctor. He is a brilliant doctor, and and he cared about me. And I brought in pictures and lists, and he took the time. And yeah. I brought in my whole family, and he's like, <laughs> whoa, I didn't know there'd be an entourage. But um I I chose to bring my family. I chose yeah. to set up that appointment. I and I chose him because it, it brought me peace. Yeah. And good. I don't regret that decision. Yeah. But I did have to fight for going against the norm of yeah. what the world says that's really is good. real or yeah. in mm-hmm. women's heads. Yeah. And um so yeah, that was a huge like fighting for myself and I am so happy I did.
0: So what's beautiful about that is, you know, in this bare and not broken community, a lot of people are trying to conceive, right? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going through a lot of different things. I mean, everyone listening who's going through it. I don't have to list all the things that there are that you're going through. You know what that is. You know the different treatments, the options, all the things, all the different kinds of doctors. Um, I think what's beautiful about what you just said is that you made the decision to go against the norm. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some listeners that need to hear that in whatever capacity the mm. barrenness is in their lives. Yeah. Um, and Sarah, I think also that applies to your story too, so you don't have to say that. I'm going to say, like, you went against the norm. Yeah. And Edna, you actually just spoke on that too, of what you did with that doctor in mm-hmm. gathering people to advocate for that child. Yeah. The norm is that we just go with the flow. Yeah. Mm. The norm is that we're just okay with whatever we're told to do because we don't know any different but really what that just told me gail is that you don't actually have to know to know what's right for you Mm -hmm. right yeah Mm -hmm. there's a gut thing you know totally you you advocated for that kid because there was a gut thing Yeah. yeah yes you had some knowledge to go behind it but you were like this kid doesn't have to go through this you know Sarah you're like I don't have to live in this toxic thing anymore Mm -hmm. and so I just I don't know I hope people caught that Mm -hmm. that yeah do the research like I think Mm -hmm. that's key to your story too Gail but to know it's okay Mm -hmm. if you don't know just choose what's best Mm -hmm. even if it goes against the norm Mm -hmm. you know there are some people out there that take you know, a more natural, holistic path, right? Yeah, right. Stop judging people for doing that. Or there are people who are going down the IVF and all the Mm. things. Stop Mm. judging them for doing that. There are couples who are in counseling. Stop Stop judging them for being counseling. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like there are women who are not not going to get their nails done because there's toxics in it and they don't want to put that in their body or they want to use certain products. Stop judging them because, you know? Like I think we have to get over judging ourselves and judging other people. Totally. and then we create a totally different environment mm-hmm. for us to be advocates. Absolutely. So That's I just okay. wanted to point out like it's okay if you don't know. like just go with what you do know in your gut. That's so good. for yourself. and it doesn't have to be the norm. It doesn't have to be the status quo. And it doesn't have to be what everybody else is thinking it should yeah. be, you know.
2: And some of our decisions make other people uncomfortable. Yes. yes totally. Get away okay with that. We're yes. not responsible. Get get we're not responsible for how they get feel okay it. Yeah, that. love that. I, so, so. I was
3: about to say, my tip is go to counseling and get rid of codependency. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. Go to counseling and get That's rid
0: of That's my tip. <laughs> Yeah, so speaking on that, Sarah. No, like, I mean I was, joking, seems... I was joking, but it is true. I was joking, but not
3: joking. But not joking. Well, my, what I do want to say, and this goes plays into it, is get out of isolation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Get yeah. out of isolation because when you're isolated, wow, Sarah. You're you. There's so much more confusion. Yeah, and you will second guess your gut, your yes. God given yes. intuition, because you're all alone, and uh, you go crazy alone. Yeah, and um. And, and, and like I said earlier, whenever I first removed myself from the abusive, toxic situation I was in, it was because of my daughter. Yeah. And then in the process of finally um, mm. opening up and talking to trusted and safe people, yeah. um, they affirmed what I knew. Yeah. Me, that, that That this wasn't right that that's it wasn't considered. okay, and that it wasn't wrong to remove myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. and counseling for me was part of that, yeah. Yeah. and it was huge, yeah. um, and when you're in isolation, you can't see clearly, yeah. and, 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 so and, and, then, and, and so you can't know, mm. and, and you can't have, have the strength that you get from support systems oh, to weird. advocate for yourself yeah. when you're alone. We're better together. Uh, Yeah. We're better together. together. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. And, you know, Sarah,
0: like, we shared this a little bit earlier, but our story is like, you know, I knew something was going on in your life. I knew that there was some toxic, abusive things. And I I just want to point out how, one, I knew that, but I also knew you weren't quite ready, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that's key and, and I'm going to keep bringing it back also to the people who are in community with someone mm-hmm. who's trying to advocate for themselves because I think they play a key role in us advocating for ourselves. Like, like our community matters to that process. Totally. Like I've already talked about how I leaned into Gail, I leaned into Edna, I've even talked yeah. to Sarah about things. I've talked to my parents. I've talked
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like there's a community around me totally. that walked with me that that have walked with me for 19 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but that community side matters in how we approach someone going through something and needing to advocate for themselves but not quite ready to. And so I had to sit on my hands for a little while in our friendship.
3: Definitely. But
0: when it came time and you were ready, because I allowed you space... Right, which was really difficult. Yeah. Um, especially for me because I'm not really, you know, like a shy person. It's matter of not, you know, knowing what I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, because I gave space, you came when you were ready. I did. Yeah. Know. You came. I and before. I think they need people need to hear that. Like yeah. yes, you speak truth, right? I let you know I knew without saying a whole lot, a whole lot. You knew I knew. Um but I think we have to give give space and we have to we have to let the person trying to advocate lead the way. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's you really know? Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um just like your family Gail, like mm-hmm. they came with you, right? Mm-hmm. But you had to lead the way on mm-hmm. what you needed from them. Mm-hmm. And so what needed to happen is Sarah needed to tell me what she needed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I knew that. But sometimes we don't know that. So just wait. They'll tell you. It's better for the community to just wait, give the signal, hey, I'm here, I see you, I know there's something going on. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready, mm-hmm. right? Like
1: really community
0: good. peeps be that. Be yeah. that more than trying to tell them what they need to do. Yeah. That's good. And so That's when you came, we could walk differently, right? right? We I didn't have to tell you what to do then. It was more we got to walk together in it. And there's a difference of walking with someone when they're trying to advocate for themselves and when you're trying to tell someone to advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't work.
1: No. Sure.
2: no. You know? I mean, Gail, you can speak to that as a
0: life no,
1: coach.
2: They, like, it doesn't work. We can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Yeah. Yes. yeah they right. have to want it because they have to walk yes. it out. Yeah. And,
0: and here's the thing. In marriage, we need to understand, too, in any relationship, actually. Like, we have to understand that sometimes, yes, our, our, our loved ones are trying to help us. But the first step in advocating for ourselves is telling them what you need from them. It's good, mm-hmm. yeah. Because if we can't tell those in that inner close mm-hmm. circle, which I know is also sometimes not the safe zone. So again, we're we've got two sides of that, right? Definitely. Sarah, you weren't in a place uh, a safe zone, right? So once you felt like you could step into a safe zone, you were able to navigate, and we were able to walk together differently.
3: Definitely. So
0: I want to hear a little bit um, when you made that reach out, Mm -hmm. like, kind of talk to talk me through like what you were thinking when you made that reach out.
3: I just knew there were several people, and you included who, who like to use your words, kind of gave me the signal, and some were a little more straightforward, and and. And I just, I just knew they know, yeah. and they're going to, they're going to champion me now when I yeah. need champions. That's mm-hmm. good. They're going to come alongside me and remind me that that's I'm good. not crazy yeah. for saying this isn't okay anymore. Yeah, that's totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I love that what yeah. you just said. Mm-hmm. You're
0: dropping some, all of you guys are dropping some <laughs> shit. like, you just mm-hmm. preach. Um, to be able to yeah. champion like I think we have to champion each other in our lives. Yeah. So Edna, so, I, I wanna gear that towards you a little bit on, you know, how would you encourage um, a spouse to champion <laughs> um, their spouse yeah. in taking uh like making medical decisions. Here's why I'm asking you that. Yeah. Really I'm just gonna get some like wise counsel from you. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, and I have often. Yeah. We'll be like, he'll, I'll be like, okay, so I'm thinking about this doctor. Sure. Okay. Well, if you think that's good for you, mm. well, okay, but what do you think? Right. Okay. And then he'll be like, babe, I mean, it's your body, which is so true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we've had to navigate that conversation together. And I mean, we're 19 years in and a few surgeries in, so we have figured out our own group, <laughs> but I would still love to hear your tips yeah. because we're not through the through it all. Um, But I think, like, it would benefit couples to hear, like, how do you champion your spouse when they're making decisions on doctors or yeah. when they're in an environment like Jason and I were in that hospital? Yeah. like totally. How do you champion each other to know how to speak up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's so funny that you say that because... When I ask Ben, my husband, a question, I never want to hear, well, whatever you think, yeah. or I trust whatever you I'm like, right. if uh, obviously I know what I think, but I want to know what you think, or else I wouldn't have asked the question. Like, I just feel like, as, you know, speaking from a wife's perspective, yeah, I want to hear an honest, true yeah, opinion, and maybe that requires... Yeah. Some research on yeah. on my husband's part. That's great. That's and a good point. And maybe, they may not have an answer right then and there, but it would be reassuring for me to hear, oh yeah, babe, like, let me, I'll like look into some doctors, or I'll look into this hospital, or this yeah. doctor's office, or whatever, yeah. and I'll let you know. Yeah. But I would want to know that my husband is going to, again, champion, you know, talking about people that are going to yeah. champion, um... To walk alongside me and maybe do some, like, you know, dirty work yeah. with me. Yeah, um, that's good. Okay. Rather than just, like, oh, whatever you think. Yeah. Like, no, like, I actually need you to come alongside me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tell me what you genuinely think after yeah. what you've kind of researched yeah. or looked into because that's going to make me feel like you're in this with me. Yeah, So.
0: How would you encourage a husband in a medical... Or in a um, hospital, a doctor's office... Um, and any kind of, like, environment of that sorts yeah. To be able to be empowered to ask the right questions that they need to ask. Because I think we need to be sensitive to the fact that it is our bodies... Yeah. And they're not going through what we're going through. Totally. Yeah. So how do you encourage that spouse to be confident in those moments so they can yeah. champion their their wife.
1: Yeah. I think it's just being um, considerate and taking into account. So, say, if, like, in your situations, if Jason ever went with you to a doctor's appointment when you were, you know, getting ready to lead up to your hysterectomy. Yeah. And Which dang COVID wouldn't let him do like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pre-COVID. But, like, post-COVID, yeah. um, this so question COVID, applies. Yes, Post-COVID, yes, <laughs> pre-COVID. Um, so I think, you know, as women, like, it, it is our bodies, right? Yeah. So we're the ones that are physically enduring yeah. whatever's going on. Yeah. And I think it would be super helpful, um, from our male counterparts if they took that into consideration, like, okay, they're in, like, physical pain or, yeah. like, physical discomfort or, like, in my situation, like, bleeding, you yeah. know, whatnot. not? Yeah. And if I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Like, I wonder, when are they going to call me up next? Yeah. For them to kind of take the initiative of like, okay, since they're the one that's like sitting here uncomfortable, yeah. maybe I can just go and ask the receptionist. Like, yeah. hey, like, my, my wife is here. Like, do you happen to know like when they're going to call her up yeah. next? Or like, what's the next step? Yeah, that's good. I think if they just kind of try to put themselves in our shoes... Um, which is difficult to do physically, right? Yeah. But just kind of think, okay, if I was uncomfortable and I was already feeling vulnerable in this situation, like, what's something that I can help take off their plate yeah. that I can, um, you know, do that they physically don't really feel like yeah. doing right now? Yeah.
0: I think that's good. Uh, I think
1: it's empowering
0: them to know that, like, it's okay to ask questions
1: themselves. Totally.
0: Yeah. Well, Gail, mm-hmm. I love that you brought your family because mm-hmm. that gave them permission mm-hmm. to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's them asking questions and feeling confident in that moment yeah. and, and stepping in like you said yeah. to, to say hey like for example in our situation you know a few months back like Jason steps out in the hallway and he's like um, can anyone help my wife get to the bathroom not that he couldn't but I had to be unhooked and he can't do right. that
1: part. yeah
0: um, and so there's things that it's it's having foresight and like not being panicked and afraid Exactly, um, yeah. And I think it's also important for the wise to understand that they may not know what to do, so mm-hmm. be gracious. Yeah, that's good. Even if you good. feel like total crap <laughs> in that moment. That's really like, good. Like, the men are really just trying to figure out, is this person okay? Right. Is my wife going to die? Like, mm-hmm. Jason will literally say, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, just worried that you're going to die. Like, so, <laughs> I don't even know, like, what's <laughs> Jason, right? <now>. And so, <laughs> I know, the Rolfs are a little dramatic. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, he was just like, so he would look at me and he would be like, so I'm going to go out there and I'm going to ask this, but here's what I love about it. He's telling me, but he's also giving me a moment to be like, I don't want you to do that. That's good. Yeah. That's so I think it's just finding your rhythm and your groove with those who are championing you. Yeah. You know, whether it be a spouse or like Sarah and I were talking in our friendship, like it's knowing when to champion and it's knowing how to tell the person championing what you need. Yeah right? That's part. part of learning your voice and your mm-hmm, advocacy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask a little bit different random question. So Sarah, I want to hear how you're teaching Charlotte to be a voice for herself and
3: advocate for herself. Like give us the best Charlotte advocacy story. Cause I know you've got some. Oh my some. gosh. <laughs> well, first I'll say this, like, uh, Gail's mentioned it a couple times, but codependency is so common yeah. and real. Mm-hmm. And the Very biggest real. thing for me right now with Charlotte mm. is she's in charge of her emotions yeah. and no one else's. And I'm in charge of my emotions mm. and no one else's. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay.
0: Um, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> testing, testing. <laughs> Twitter, right? I we should um, repeat that one that, more time. <laughs> like, honestly, and if, if you have listened to more than one episode, you know that we talk a lot about owning your own emotions. Yeah. Um, and giving your emo- emotions a voice on "Barren Not Broken. And I think, like, that, that just needs to be, like, taken in for every kind of relationship. Yep. Every relationship right there. Whether it be a friendship, a mm-hmm. spouse, a parent-child. Like, you have to own your own emotions. And if you cannot do that, you cannot advocate for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And you also cannot teach other people how to do it for you.
3: Exactly. Keep going. That's awesome. We don't say, you made me do, mm-hmm. I made you do. Mm-hmm. No one makes anyone do anything. That's right. Um, the biggest thing that I'm trying to do with her is to just empower her. She's her own person. Yeah. And she, like, That's so nice. she chooses. Yeah. And I hear her say that all the time now. <laughs> I choose to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. girl. You <laughs> know, and, and like, and sometimes it's like, okay, you, uh, are you, I, I, I need you to, you know, wash your hands after you yeah. go to the bathroom or, or your, or you can choose to, you know, whatever, I don't yeah. know, have a consequence. Like, yeah. this is a random example. Right. This is not a problem we have. Yeah. She washes her hands. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I hear you. you know, like yeah. either way, it's her choice. Yeah. She can choose to obey yeah. or she can choose the consequence, but yeah. she chooses it. Yeah. I yeah. don't make her do anything. Yeah. Uh, I can't make her do yeah. anything, yeah. you know, oh, and yeah. and that is that's my so strategy <laughs> as a parent, and um, it's working. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it. Really. I, I really, um, you know, when she was uh, a little younger, it was really in the last year. She would ask me a lot when I was frustrated, mm. "Are you happy?
1: Mm. Are you happy?" Aww.
3: and and, and the easy fix is, yes, I'm happy yeah. so we can move on, yeah. but I don't want to do that because I don't, like, you're, I, I was just saying, my happiness is not your responsibility. Yeah. Well, she knows you're not. Like, if yeah. Yeah. She yeah, she, yeah. 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 you're sick, yeah, my happiness is not your responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, now she says that, <laughs> she says, I mean, she may not understand it fully, but she'll say your happiness is not my responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> which and not in a disrespectful way. just told you like, it's working. <laughs> um, and I mean that's the biggest way that's because good. it's not hard to be an advocate if you're not yeah. worried about offending, yeah. you know, your dentist or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like and not not to be disrespectful, obviously, yeah. but in totally. advocating yeah. for yourself, you don't have to worry about hurting someone else's feelings because yeah. their his feelings, her feelings, yeah. are not your responsibility. Yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where I think that comes into this community specifically, I want to hone in on it for a minute so y'all hang with me, Um, is that a lot of times there's a spouse in this journey that's not wanting to continue in the same path in which they currently are. And I think it's really important that this community is hearing what you just said. One, they have to own their own emotions, their own feelings, right? They're not responsible for each other. But if a husband is needing to put pause, if the wife is needing to put pause, and we had somebody on, um, like, two episodes ago, I think, um, where she shared, like, she didn't want to keep going and her husband really wanted to try for another child. And they had to navigate that. And I think that's so common in this community. And why I'm bringing it up is because I think you honed in on something really key there in advocating for ourselves when it comes into intimate relationships, is we often one we can assume that we know where they are, and so then we don't do something because we've assumed that it is mm-hmm. or it is not. Mm-hmm. Or secondly, mm-hmm. we can put expectations on them, and those expectations are shutting down their voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I think um, I don't know why this is making me emotional, but I feel really mm-hmm. strongly to park here for a minute because I think that yes we have to advocate for ourselves but we need to know how to advocate in our marriages Mm -hmm. Um, and Sarah like you've taught me that a lot like I've learned a lot from you even though you have you are a single mom now and you're walking as a single woman like watching you walk your story has taught me how to learn how to be better at advocating with Jason and, and I'm stating that because I want the listeners to understand the value of what you're bringing to the table right now. and But in intimacy, there is a space in which oftentimes is just big, huge chunks of assumptions. Wow. And, and it good. shuts down our voices. And I can actually be the worst at that, to be frank. Like, I think mm-hmm. I've figured it all out, and I got I figured out where Jason's at. And then we start talking, and I'm like are you kidding me like that is not at all what was going on in my head Mm -hmm. and then I have to admit that crap I was going down my own path and not your path Mm -hmm. and I wasn't being Mm -hmm. sensitive to what you needed and where you're at Mm -hmm. and so I think it's just really important that as couples if you are walking through infertility and you're in a space and time right now that you're not in total agreement on where you are, you have to stop Mm -hmm. until you can come back in unity. It doesn't mean that you won't. And that's anything in relationships. Right. You know, the Word of God talks about being in unity, Mm -hmm. right? There's blessing Mm -hmm. when there's unity. He commands His blessing. Yes, it commands His blessing. blessing. And so I don't care what the relationship is. If it's a daughter and a mom and the mom's pressuring you to continue treatments because she wants, otherwise, how are you going to continue your legacy or... If it's a father saying, like, you're the last person with this last name and this bloodline, you really need to talk to your wife and make sure you guys, whatever it might be. Um, I think that there's some people that are listening and they need to know, like, get in unity. It's okay to pause. Hit pause until you can run together. It's and good. don't assume where each other's at. Ask the hard questions. We talk a lot about that on here. And I think that is part of advocacy. It's learning to ask the hard questions to yourself and to the people in your community so that you know where you are, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about knowing your worth and I think you have to ask the hard questions to know where you are, Mm -hmm. right? I had to ask myself, am I really ready to say, I don't wanna have children, I'm gonna have a hysterectomy. And I'm just gonna put a little precursor there. I know I can still adopt and I'm not putting that off the table but this is the choice we've made for us right now. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not having kids. Yeah. We're not choosing to walk in that path anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, we have to know our worth. We have to ask the hard questions so we know where we are. Because if we don't know who we are and we don't know where we are, how do we know where we want to go? Mm -hmm. That's good. We don't. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. And so I had a million other places I wanted to go. But we're going to wrap up with this. Uh, one, I'm going to ask, does anybody want to throw anything else out there that you're like, I really wanted to cover that? And I think listeners need to hear it.
1: I have one thing. Yeah. So I know there's a lot going on right now uh, about, like, the Karen culture. Mm. Um, and so yeah. in, in hearing us talk, like, I just wanted to kind of clarify that this is not that. Like, this That's is not right. that we're talking – like. Speaking up for something that could potentially affect the rest of your life does not make you a Karen. That's like so it's, good. Not, so good. it's not it's yeah. not the same thing. That's and right. um, I think a lot of times, like yeah. I know, especially me, like growing up in the Hispanic culture, we were taught very much like you do what you're told, like you it's behavior and like yeah. yes ma'am, no ma'am. Um, but again, when it's something that could affect the rest of your life, yeah, then you have a right. Yeah, and no one else is gonna speak up for you. Like, right. there comes a time when you have to do it, but that doesn't make you. That doesn't mean that you're like quote unquote a difficult person. That's right. Or that you're a Karen that's so and good. that you're so you high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's 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 my life, and nobody else is gonna have yeah. to live with these consequences yeah, except right. for me. I and love so. that you that's just great. brought that yeah. up because I know Gail and I have talked about this a lot
0: of like not feeling like you're high maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm not a diva. Yeah because I have questions. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a diva. I'm not a Karen. I'm not a yeah. maintenance, um, because I want to educate myself. Right. I am not those things because I don't understand something and I need to speak up about that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm not any of those things because, um, you know, I'm going to step outside of the norm or the, okay. I forget what, what verbiage you used a while ago, Gail, in your story, but like, I'm not those things because I don't want to mm-hmm. do that's good. what everyone else is doing, and I think that's so brilliant that you brought that up, yeah. and a thank yeah, you, great. because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the key things that will permission people to yeah. step out and say what they need to say, and because mm-hmm. here's the thing, to speak up doesn't mean you have to be bitchy. No. no, Yeah. To it speak up doesn't mean... Does
2: mean to do it with respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. You
0: come in a posture of learning. You come in a posture of humility. You come in a posture of strength. Yeah. yeah. Strength. strength is different than being bitchy. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Also, confidence is different. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and so you've got to come with confidence. You've got to come with strength. And also, I want to, like, debunk the whole thing that being bold. Like, and and I laugh with each other all the time because we're both a little spicy <laughs> and really bold. Um, but that doesn't mean that we are bitchy or yeah. karen's or this or yeah. that. no no no. there's just a spice to us and we yeah. come to the table with that mm-hmm. but here's the thing i can come to the table and be spicy and respectful yes it's true yeah i can be honest and respectful i can be bold and respectful so and honoring of a doctor right yes. mm-hmm. if i'm in a conversation with a doctor and it's not like you went and told your friend edna like, like, like um you need to peace out with that doctor and just be like Forget you. You're horrible. No, 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 There's a way of doing things, right? Yeah. There's a way of asking questions. There's a way of bowing out of something that you no longer want to do. Yeah. Right? Even with our spouses, with our friends, like, when we need to stand up and be honest, you know, uh, Sarah and I are a great example of there have been times where I'm like, Sarah, I'm about to lay this out on the table for you, and I'm going to assume that you know my heart and you know where I'm coming from. And then there's been times which... Just to share the story, Sarah is why we have Baronet Broken Podcast. Because Aww. Sarah got bold with me one night. We were ha- having coffee, and she's like, Barney Ruth, if you don't start this podcast, like, it's mm. not okay to talk about it anymore.
3: <laughs> like, I was mm. too. Yeah. Nice. Sarah is like, everyone <laughs> of us was Oh, my spies. gosh. <laughs> That's I didn't know that. Uh, That's she,
2: awesome. She
0: did. Mm-hmm. I would not have had the guts to start podcasts, She was talking about podcasts and how much she loves podcasts, and she does. I love a podcast. (laughs) And here's the deal. Like, it took her saying some really bold things to me of, like, Mm -hmm. you have to stop being afraid. Your voice needs to be heard. She looked at me, and she said, your story matters. Well, guess what Bunny Ruth tells people all the time?
3: All the time. All the
0: time. And she used my words against me, <laughs> um, but you had to come to the table and you spoke up and you reminded me to advocate for myself and use my own voice. But you didn't have to be a bitch about it, right? Mm. You you came, you were bold, you were spicy, you were honest, and I think we need to all, as women especially, like just lay that aside, right? Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's I, a great. Answer. I know I went on a tangent there, but I think it's so key. That we respect each other as women um, to know that it's okay if we use our voice. Yeah. And to champion, to use that word again, to champion using your voice and being an advocate. And then teaching our male counterparts um, when it's needed that we do that and mm-hmm. that they don't need to be afraid of us being too mm-hmm. spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think we have to, to remind them that our boldness and our spice is for a reason and sometimes it gets us where we need to be yeah right? okay. <laughs> okay well we'll move on past that but that was
3: good um anybody else i just want to say one more time yeah in case you need to hear it one more time you out there listening <laughs> that's good you are worth advocating yes. for yourself
0: yeah that's good that's good sarah
3: you're worth it yeah
2: that's, awesome.
0: that's good yeah that's good
2: Good. If you didn't say it, I was going to say it. <laughs> I'm really glad you did. Because uh, I was sitting here going, that was such a good word. I'm going to yeah. repeat it. But you just did. So I totally <laughs> so, agree. Yeah. And and I just, I mean, I think it's biblical. I think it's biblical it that is. we advocate for ourselves. Yeah. And Jesus was our advocate. And so, yes. like, why True. not be like him? That's good. But, um, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. We, mm-hmm. It's self-care. I think it's. That's right. Really yeah. cool.
0: Okay, so here's what we're going to wrap up with. I want you each to give a tip, a practical, like super practical, like I talked about my list, um, that that you do when you're needing to advocate for yourself in your own story or whether it be your work environment, whatever scenario, I don't care, so be thinking while I'm rambling over here, um, what's one tip that you can give people as they're advocating for themselves, and y'all can just popcorn it.
1: I think going back to community is huge for me um, because even at work, like I really rely on um, my peers. I work with an amazing group of girls, and you know, if it always helps me to have them as a sounding board if I'm about to do something that seems really bold, yeah, um, like question a bunch of doctor's orders that are like significant, or yeah. you know, confront somebody. Yeah. Um, because number one, it help. I feel like it helps and it depends who you do it with. Right. But like, if that person has my best interest in mind, then they're going to one back me if yeah. they feel like, yes, absolutely. Like you should totally do yeah, that. That's good. Or if by chance I'm maybe, you know, a little off, then they'll be like, well, have you considered, you know, X, Y, and Z or approach yeah. it? Approach it in this manner versus this way, Um, so it really helps. Back to what Sarah said about not isolating yourself, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you have other like strong women around you, yeah. Um, or if it's your spouse, yeah. Um, then you know they'll be able to call out those things if they feel like, yes, I support you, move forward, or maybe try this. Yeah, that's good. Wise counsel. Yeah, wise counsel. That's good. That's great. Good.
3: Um. So one thing, if you uh, are feeling an internal struggle to advocate for yourself, mm. why, what's stopping you? Yeah. Is there a lie? Identify it quickly, replace it with the truth. That's mm-hmm. good. Like, just work it out. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I say something about, I mean, yeah. to use a, the silly example, like, why wouldn't I say something about my nails? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. hurt his feelings or, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then you might come to a conclusion where it's like, it's not a big deal, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Work it out. Yeah. Like, just do some thought work. Yeah, that's good. good. Mm-hmm. F- most of the time, there's a lie attached. Yeah. Replace it with the truth, which for me is the word of God. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. That's good. I love that. And you'll that's... have square nails. I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whatever shape you want. Whatever shape you <laughs> want. Whatever shape. <laughs> I would say, um, practice, 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 mm. and, and use the small opportunities to practice. That's good. And then when there's big things, I usually run it past a really close friend mm-hmm. that will tell me if I'm yeah on or off,
1: or yeah, totally. uh, do you really
2: need to, or are you yeah. just triggered and you're just mad? yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so I'll run things past Close friends yeah. that will challenge me. That's good. That's, yeah. good. That's really good. And then they'll also hold me accountable to make sure that I actually do Ooh. advocate for yeah. oh myself. And they'll check up and say, "Hey, did you follow through?" Yeah. That's and I need that sometimes That's, when it's yeah. when it's big.
0: Right, Accountability. Me too. Me too. Oh yeah. It's huge. I mean. I still would be sitting here with my all my female organs had it not been for Gail being like, so <laughs> would no, not follow up. Do you female um, Do you want
2: me to take
0: you? you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. At one point she was like, Do you need me to take you? I'm like, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I think I think that's all brilliant. Um, I think I would just add it is um taking the space and time so it's quieting the busy, because I think a lot of times we can let the busy keep us distracted from being our own advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me recently, that's been the thing, is I am still in a healing process both physically, emotionally, mentally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And yeah. I had to realize that I was letting the busy distract me from being my own advocate of what I need right now Mm -hmm. and so I think it's honestly we have to stop and pause because if we don't stop and pause we don't lean into community we Mm -hmm. isolate we don't stop and pause right we don't practice Mm -hmm. if we don't stop and pause we're not going to be able to think through what's the lie what's the truth and why is this hard for me right now good and so I think it's just taking a breath Um, and being okay with that, whether it's a five minute breath or it's a weekend away because you need to really like get down and you've just filled your, your life with too much busyness. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think these are brilliant tips. I hope people are leaning into them. Um, I just want to say thank you to each one of you for Mm -hmm. one being in my life, for walking my story and my journey with me. And I also just want to say thank you for being honest today because we we circled a lot of things, but there's a lot of common threads in everything that we're talking about, no matter what the topic is, that we're needing to advocate for ourselves. And so I just want to say I'm honored that you are here. I'm honored for your support with Baron Not Broken. Like, I hope you hear that. Um, you All three of you, in different ways, have just supported and championed um, barren Not Broken. And, you know, not just being here in this conversation is not the only way that you've sewed into these women and these couples' lives. You've done it by championing me, because I honestly wouldn't sit here and do this um, if it wasn't for that. So I hope you understand that you're sewing into them directly right now, but you sewing into me directly has sewn into them indirectly.
1: Oh, okay. And
0: so I say that one to thank you all, but I also say that to put weight behind why I have you here in this conversation for those that are listening. Um, because every person that listens and becomes a part of the Barren Not Broken community, like they need to understand there's a whole lot of people behind this voice. Yeah. Um, it's not just Bonnie Ruth. It's not just um, me sitting here and thinking that I'm like, able to do a podcast because if you guys saw behind the scenes you would know that that's funny um <laughs> but you guys honestly uh, you're sewing so directly and indirectly often so thank you and for all of the listeners today i just want to say thank you for coming along our conversation for coming along and um leaning in and and hopefully grabbing hold of some very practical, but also in-depth things that will awaken on the inside of you, um, the ability to rise up and to be your own voice, to be your own advocate, and to see in the areas that maybe you're really good at it, but you've got a few places that you've kind of slacked off and using your own voice. Or maybe you're like, whoa, this is so foreign to me. Um, I truly don't even know where to start. I hope that the practical things, you'll lean into those and just pick one thing. Pick going to the nail salon and speaking up about your nails. Pick going to the grocery store and saying, actually you charged me twice for that item. Um, start with talking to your husband and having a hard conversation of, I don't wanna do IVF anymore. Like, can we please put pause on this? Start with um, sitting down with yourself and telling yourself the truth that you're worthy and you're valuable. So I'm honored that you have this conversation with us today. Thank you for being a part of the Baron and Not Broken community. We look forward to talking with you next time.